0: Welcome to the Ghost Tea Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Willow, a clairvoyant since childhood paranormal investigator and a witch. Today, we're going to be talking about ethical paranormal investigating. But before we get in, I want to remind you that everyone has different views on things and that's okay. I don't ask you to believe what I do. I just want to share what I've found in my personal path with others. All right, with that said, let's go ahead and get into the tea. Paranormal investigating is always something that I have been so interested in and so passionate about. I love connecting to spirit on multiple different levels, and as a clairvoyant and as someone who interacts with spirit uh, on an auditory level and a visual level and things like that, um, I can doubt my sanity fairly often, and it's really nice to have physical evidence or um, scientific methods of gathering evidence of what it is that I'm seeing or experiencing in the world and have it be something that I can visually see on a computer screen or in a camera lens and things like that really, really help me to feel a little bit better and more confident in my abilities. So paranormal investigating for me has been something that has helped me feel more confident in myself, but also has helped me move past fears like my fear of the dark. 2015 was the first time that I started paranormal investigating with a group, and I decided to actually end up joining that group and have been with them for a long time. But it's always so fascinating to me to hear about different people's experiences with spirit and different experiences that they have on our investigations and things like that. So what I really want to get into, because I know that there are a lot of people within the spiritual community who are interested in paranormal investigating, um, who have never done paranormal investigating, maybe you have no experience with it at all. And regardless of where you are in terms of your knowledge of it or experience with it, I want to give you some tools that can help you feel comfortable starting paranormal investigating if you choose to do so. There are so many paranormal shows on TV now that will make you think that you have to have a bunch of really expensive equipment to paranormal investigate, and that's just not the case. I think that also happens with witchcraft. People think that you can only be a witch if you have a fancy cauldron or you have a fancy wand or you have a fancy athame and that is just not not necessary so it can be something where you start off with just the tools that you already have in your life and I'm gonna go over a couple ways to get started so before I get into tools that I would recommend for people who are wanting to get started I would highly 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 recommend sitting down with yourself and asking yourself what it is that you are really wanting from your experiences Paranormal investigating and the reason behind doing so is different for everyone, and being really clear on what it is that you're looking for from spirit can help you to kind of understand what it is that you're going to be looking for as far as evidence goes. Some people are looking to connect on a deeper level with loved ones who have passed over. Some people are just looking to find some sort of evidence or experience of something after death. Some people are just wanting to confirm what they experience spiritually, etc. So whatever your reasoning is to get into paranormal investigating, I would highly recommend writing it down and writing your reasons down. This doesn't have to be something that you commit to for the rest of your life, but just for now and getting started, it can help you get really clear on what it is that you're exactly looking for from your experiences with paranormal investigating. The second thing that I feel like is so, so, so important to get started with when you are paranormal investigating and getting started is asking yourself how you would feel if someone unexpectedly came into your home and wanted to start talking to you. The reason why I want you to ask yourself this is because this is what we do when we paranormal investigate. These spirits have been in these areas sometimes for eons and It's kind of rude for us to just walk in and expect them to talk to us. I have found over the years that I have been paranormal investigating as well as interacting with spirit on a clairvoyant level and a spiritual level that regardless of whether you are paranormal investigating or just talking to them out loud, the more respectful you are when you go in, the more likely you are to have a really positive experience. There is nothing I find more disappointing than people who go into paranormal investigations and are completely rude to the spirits and the energies in that place, and then they have bad experiences and blame it on the spirits rather than themselves. If you want respect, you have to show respect first, especially because it's not your freaking house. So yes, respect is absolutely baseline needed. If you don't go in with respect, you shouldn't be there. Another thing that's really important, and I I hope that my podcast is starting to educate people in the sense that not all things that are portrayed bad are bad, such as demons or fae or things like that, um, I want you to go into paranormal investigations knowing that you may not only be interacting with human spirits. There may be elementals you are interacting with. There may be fae beings in that area. There may be extraterrestrials. There may be, um, you know, gremlins, gnomes, like it really depends on where you are and the energies of that area. So be aware of that and know that If you aren't getting something that's human, it doesn't right off the bat mean something negative. And if you only want to be talking to human spirits, state that very clearly in a respectful way. You can go into the investigation saying, hey, I know that there are other energies that are likely here that would love to speak with us, and I appreciate you wanting to speak with us. However, today I am looking to contact the human spirits of this area and I ask you to respect that and step aside to allow them to come through for us. That's a very respectful way of saying, hey, I'm here to do this specific thing and I appreciate you wanting to connect with us, but I'm looking to have this specific result. And that is okay to ask. It's okay to set boundaries, but it's also understandable that they would want to come through too and if they continue to come through even if you've asked them to step aside give them a moment to hear them out i also want to point out that it's actually really normal to be nervous when you're paranormal investigating a lot of times it can be energies in an area it can be the atmosphere sometimes is a little spooky sometimes if you're afraid of the dark things can just seem a lot more um aggressive or a lot more Uh, threatening than they may be in the daylight i have many times over gone into places during the daylight and felt really comfortable and really great and then gone in after hours and been like "Ooh, the energy has very much changed be aware that although you can feel different about an area at night over the daytime that doesn't always mean that something negative is there sometimes it simply means that our mind is more alert and more aware that things could be coming up on us that we're not going to be seeing with our eyes because it's not daylight outside so be aware that just because you feel scared doesn't mean you're in danger i also think it's really really important to mention that places with high emf levels so electromagnetic fields can actually physically cause people to feel nauseous It can make people have hallucinations if it's strong enough it can make you uh, have problems with your equilibrium um, and it can just cause a whole host of problems so if you are in an old building and you have an emf detector um, or a k2 meter as they're also called i would do a baseline reading which means that you go through the area with a k2 meter and write down what the baseline Uh, reading of that area is so that you know when there are spikes and dips in that level. But if it is really high number, which usually modern places have a normal like baseline EMF level, typically around 1.0, 1.5, things like that, those are fairly normal, especially around outlets and and, um, light bulbs and things like that. So that is kind of a normal reading. Anything higher than that is going to start being spikes or being higher levels of EMF if it's the baseline. It's also really important to know what your limits are. What would be a absolutely no, I have to get out right now kind of scenario and what are scenarios where you would feel safer being with someone but going through the experience together? It's okay to step away and take a breather. You don't have to sit somewhere where you feel uncomfortable. A lot of people feel more comfortable knowing Um, different protection techniques that they can use. Some people will bring sage sprays with them or cleansing sprays. Some people will bring protective crystals. Some people will wear protective jewelry. It just really depends on the person and your personal preference. So if you have something that makes you feel safe, go ahead and bring it. It can just give you an extra level of confidence that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise. And one more thing before I get into tools that is so, so important to remember. And I think this is something that is very, very commonly assumed that really needs to be put out there more often. Do not expect results every time you do an investigation. I know that that might sound really disappointing, but you literally cannot expect results every time. I have spent hours sitting in dark rooms saying things like, can you move this piece of paper. Can you speak to me, please? Can you tell me your name? Things like that. You will be doing that for hours and sometimes you won't get anything, but sometimes you will have incredible experiences and it makes sitting in the dark for five or six hours absolutely worth it. So just don't go in expecting crazy, amazing things to happen in the multiple multiple years that i have been in paranormal investigating i have only once experienced things flying across a building so that is very very rare footsteps knocking uh hearing voices that are um you know just in the ether that is normal but It's not something that happens every single investigation, and I have been to investigations where nothing happens. Okay, so let's get into tools, because these are things that you can implement in your paranormal investigations that can really help you to gather evidence and maybe get the kind of results that you're looking for. If you utilize divination such as pendulums, tarot cards, um, dowsing rods, spirit boards things like that you are more than welcome to bring those to your investigation Um, i know that not everybody is comfortable with spirit boards i get it i have utilized the spirit board for years never had an issue because i've always used it safely Um, I think it's really important to know how to protect yourself when using a spirit board. And if you feel that you know how to do that, which I'm not going to go over the protection methods in this podcast episode, but I encourage you to look at videos on YouTube from trusted sources of people using them safely. And I also have a TikTok um, that is three minutes that goes over how to utilize one safely and have a safe experience. You can always check that out. But if you are going to use a spirit board, please use it safe, safely and know what you're getting into if you are using it. Um, but it's not necessary. A lot of people just do it for the the shits and giggles. And honestly, it's there's so much better tools that you can use, in my opinion. One of the greatest tools that we all pretty much have is our cell phones. And one thing that I do want to point out is that cell phones can affect K2 meters. So if you happen to have a K2 slash EMF detector, um, it, it will go off around your phone. So you have to be aware of that if it is off of airplane mode, which is why a lot of times when you are with professional paranormal investigators, um, we all turn our phones onto airplane mode simply so that it is not affecting um, K2 meters. Because when you're getting a text or when it's connecting to satellites, things like that, it can affect those K2 meters and make you think that you're getting results when you're not actually getting results at all. When I was growing up, our phones were not as technologically advanced as they are now, which makes me so excited because a lot of our phones can do so much more now than they used to be able to. So videos, um, audio, you have a voice recorder, right on your phone. So you can take EVPs right on your phone. I have gotten many different um, cases of getting an EVP on my phone, which is just electronic voice phenomenon. It's where you have a voice coming through that is not tagged and not known to be connected to anybody who was in the room at the time. However, I do want to mention that regardless of whether you use your phone or recording device separate from your phone, like a professional recorder or a handheld recorder or whatever, It is so 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 important to utilize the technique of tagging. What this means is that regardless of what sound is happening, you tag it with your voice. So for example, maybe you're sitting in a building or in a graveyard or wherever you are paranormal investigating, you're taking a recording, which I recommend recordings are recorded between 30 seconds and a minute, and you leave Um, some space in time between you asking a question and you asking the next question to respond to you because they're not always going to respond right away and sometimes they'll talk over you and sometimes they won't. But when you are doing recordings, if you hear a car going by, you say, I hear a car going by. If you hear a dog bark, you say, I hear a dog bark. If you fart, you say, hey, Ariel farted you call yourself out, my stomach growled, you know, things like that, because those things later on when you're listening to the recording and you don't remember exactly what happened can be taken as paranormal when they're not. A stomach growling can very easily be said to be a demon growling in the corner. So please, 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 for the love of the gods, tag your freaking recordings. Another tool that can be really useful and basically costs no money at all is a paper and pen, a notebook, a little tiny sticky pad, whatever you want to use can be so helpful for people who have spiritual abilities. And one thing that is really, really important, and this is really helpful if you have someone on your team or you yourself are spiritually um, inclined or you have abilities yourself is to go through whatever area is going to be investigated by yourself um, prior to having anyone else come in, and then you write down every single thing that you're getting. You tag uh, or write down when you're doing that walkthrough, what day it is, and then each time you take a uh, piece of evidence or recording or anything like that, let that let the camera know, let the recorder know what day, what time it is um, so that when you look back on your notes, if you get any evidence that backs up your notes before you did any investigating at all, um, that can be really helpful. I also encourage you to not look up any history or anything about the area before you investigate it. And I know that that sounds counterproductive, but I have gotten some of my best evidence by going into a place where everybody else knows the history, but I do not. And I go through first and I take all my notes and then we get our evidence. And then at the end, um, I compare my notes with what we got as well as what other people's experiences were and with the history. And it really helps me to feel a lot more confident in what I'm picking up because it tends to match pretty spot on with what they're getting or what kind of evidence comes through. Another thing is video recording. Um, If you're going to use a video camera, I would highly suggest getting one that can work with IR light or infrared light. Um, This is the light that we can't really see with our naked eye, but it will light up for night vision cameras and things like that. So you can use a camcorder that is specifically made for using IR light. You can use um, security cameras. Sometimes people will use that in their investigations. But sometimes you can also get IR cameras for your phone. You might just need an extra lamp that you can get on Amazon or from paranormal sites um, so that you can light up more of the area that you're looking at. When reviewing footage, (laughs) because I have reviewed hours and hours of footage. Um, it can get really freaking boring and just be aware that all footage should be watched at normal rate um, if possible and should be looked at carefully. You should be wearing headphones so that if there's any noises coming through, you can hear them. Um, sometimes it's just a tiny little movement on the screen that makes the hours and hours of watching footage worth it when you take photos make sure that you are taking at least three photos back to back i mean holding down the shutter to take at least three photos a lot of um i know iphones i don't know about androids i imagine they probably have this setting too But I know that with iPhones, sometimes you can put it on a setting to where it takes 10 photos back to back to back. And that is really, really helpful if you're looking for anomalies that only show up in one of the frames. Um, because if it shows up in one frame and it doesn't show up in the other and the two frames before and after it were three seconds apart, that is evidence. That is significant because that wouldn't really happen if it was a bug or something like that. You would see it moving through the screen. I would highly recommend though, before you take any kind of um, camera footage, before you take any photos, do your research and look up what it looks like to see a bug on a camera on night vision in photos and things like that a lot of people can mistake bugs for fairies or ghosts or anomalies or even orbs. Um, So just don't be afraid to do your research. Look at YouTube videos of different videos of bugs in comparison to things that are more so spiritually based. Um, Sometimes people have comparison videos where they can show you an orb in comparison to a bug, which is really helpful and it helps you to get more familiar with how to tell those two things apart. But also I would really, really encourage you to look up the weather and take note of the weather when you are paranormal investigating. The reason why I say this is because if you see any kind of condensation on your uh, camera, sometimes that can cause uh, different anomalies that people would see as paranormal when they're just related to the weather. So make sure that you're noting the humidity, you're noting the weather. Hey, it's raining today, or it's foggy today, or we're having some wind. Um, Those can be things that you might forget later, but can be really, really helpful in helping you to pick out what is paranormal and what isn't. But overall, the most important thing going into paranormal investigations is just going in with a curious mind and going in with an open mind and being excited to experience something. And like I said, you might not experience anything at all the first couple times that you paranormal investigate. But even if you don't, don't be discouraged. That is normal. You're not going to get evidence every single try. But I figure this is a good podcast to do. I know that this is very, very beginner related. So this is definitely not for people, um, you know, far into their journeys of paranormal investigating. But for those wanting to get started and wanting to know how to do so respectfully, um, treat them like people because most likely these spirits were people before. And if they're not, then they're most likely just trying to have a little bit of fun and just go in with excitement and see what you experience. You might experience something really, really cool. But um, yeah, just go in with respect, please. I know that it can be Really fun and really exciting to want to rile up something and get a result, but it's honestly not a result that you want to have used most of the time, so just be be careful. <laughs> but with that said, I hope that this was helpful. I know that it's not a whole lot of information, but hopefully it helps you feel a little bit more capable of getting started with paranormal investigating, whether it's in your living room or um, wherever you want. Uh, I know we're getting into spooky season, so I figured this is a great time to do this episode. Um, obviously, if you have any questions, please feel free to send them my way. I'm so sorry that I haven't do- done a Q&A episode for a long time. I just honestly have put it off and I will definitely try to get that addressed soon. Um, but I'm not ignoring your questions. I just have been um, kind of overwhelmed with things. So I promise I will try to do that soon. But regardless, send your um, questions my way if you would like, whether that is by email or voice memo and yeah, I will add them to an episode. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of your support and love for this podcast. It really means so much to me. And I really, really just, it just, I, it really means a lot. So thank you so much. Also, thank you to the planes outside as my, my co-hosts. Um, I live near an airport, so yeah, we have noise and it's the middle of the afternoon instead of, it's 1pm rather than 1am, so (laughs) it's a little bit more um, noisy outside, but hopefully you are having a wonderful day and hopefully I will talk to you soon. If you are interested in booking a session with me, you can do so by signing up for the email list on my website www.arielwillow.com and going to the homepage uh, banner and it says, join the email list, or you can just go to the shop every week to see when I restock the shop with sessions available to book. But as always, stay safe, stay curious, and keep learning. And I will talk to you sometime soon. All right. Bye.